How can socially conscious people like us, how can we fix our broken financial system that currently favors big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich to a system that looks out for the well-being of us average American citizens without using politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. Today is part two of a two-part series of how our banking system will eventually collapse. So a quick summary of yesterday's episode, I talked about this vicious cycle that uh, for-profit publicly traded banks are in. They are under this uh, enormous pressure to increase their profits every quarter. And because of this pressure, uh, they cut corners, uh, commit fraud, and um, which results in regulations because we can't have that happening. Uh, then uh, the banks, because of these regulations, it's more expensive for them to operate. So now they're under even more pressure to figure out new ways to increase their profits, which leads to uh, abusing their customers uh, and uh, which causes more regulations, which makes it even more expensive for ba banks to operate. Now they're they're uh, offering customers toxic securities and so forth. So this cycle is just unsustainable. And it, at some point, it just won't last. Banks won't be profitable, which will uh, eventually lead to uh, stock market price declines, um, and which which banks are are fundamentally uh, um, the the foundation of the entire stock market, uh, which could lead to a, a complete economic collapse. Um, and, and a lot of retirement investors are, 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 are shareholders in these banks. So this is, this is a big problem. Now, and that's what I talked about yesterday and how uh, credit unions are, are a, great, a great way to uh, put your money when you need banking services. Uh, so this, that's just part of the solution and part of the problem. Um, I also touched on concentration of wealth uh, and this and this um, what's happening now, you know, billions and tens of billions of dollars are going from regional banks to big banks, which is, um, you know, concentrating wealth and power, uh, wealth and power, even even more, uh, which leads to this too big to fail problem. So so yeah we're 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 in we're in a bad situation here with our our banking system but again this is just just part of the problem that I talked about uh Silicon Valley Bank their board of directors 12 out of the 12 board of directors seven of them uh had Stanford Stanford degrees and most of them were MBAs masters of business administration so you have uh, a lack of diversity of opinion. So there, there, there isn't any outside the box thinking. Most of them are saying, okay, yeah, this is what we need to do. And it further concentrates this power. Um, the other huge issue is um, finding a balance that uh, we can continue our economic growth, uh, but at the same time, not have the, it rely on our current banking system because it does right now. So uh, economic growth is, economists use something called GDP. You're probably familiar with it, gross domestic product. It, it 
it's it's how we grade or rate our uh, economy in in, a, in our country. And when GDP is up, things are good. When GDP is down, recession, so forth. So uh, how do they get GDP? It's actually quite easy. A very simple formula. It's money supply times the velocity of money. Uh, velocity of money is actually kind of an easy concept. It's it's the rate in, in which transactions happen. So let's say John the Baker, uh, he sells uh, a, a dozen muffins and uh, they're hugely popular, these muffins, delicious. Uh, so uh, with the profits he makes from selling the muffins, he buys uh, supplies, you know, flour, eggs, and, and so forth, um, and uh, enough supply for two dozen. And uh, so, so now he sells these two dozen just as quickly as he did the, the, the first dozen, uh, originally. And so the, the velocity of money is, is increasing and that, and now he goes and buys enough supply for four dozen. And then the suppliers who are uh, supplying him with the flour and the eggs or so forth, the same thing's happening with them. So that's velocity of money. The second thing is money supply. And this is where our banking system comes into play. So, uh, banks, uh, they increase the supply of money. They create money. Essentially, uh, some estimates range as a high as 97% of all money uh, that's created is through our uh, commercial banking system. So uh, our commercial banks, they create money anytime they issue a loan. So, uh, and they're allowed to issue loans based on the deposit of account holders. So if there's uh, if a bank has a hundred billion dollars in deposits, then they're allowed to uh, issue loans based on that amount. Now this is called fractional reserve lending. So uh, the Fed steps in and say, okay, you can loan up to ninety percent of uh, your deposits. So if a bank has a uh, hundred billion, then they're allowed to loan. Uh, 90 billion and that 90 billion is created it doesn't no one's uh deposits you know no one's accounts banks are tanking that imagine how you would feel if all of a sudden the bank actually used your money in your account to issue these loans no that that doesn't happen the the money is created to issue loans and uh, this increases the supply of money so when you get a loan what do you do with that money well, oftentimes you just put it into a bank, which now increases the bank's ability to, to loan. So this is how uh, 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 money is created uh, and the money supply is increased. Now in moderation, this is a good thing because it does uh, increase uh, economic uh, growth. Uh, more people, the, the pie, the, 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 the size of the pie increases, allowing more opportunity. But that's not often the case. Often banks are loaning to exploitive companies uh, and projects and uh, which keep wages low and so forth. So so that 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 in theory, it's supposed to be great. But in actuality, the rich are getting richer and, you know, the middle class is shrinking and, it, you know, it's a problem. So uh, money supply. Now, uh, the Fed, uh, they. Uh, currently, they're the ones that set the limits on banks on how much money they can loan. 
All right, that number right now, um, the reserve require requirement uh, is 0%. So if they have $100 billion uh, in deposits on account holders, they're legally allowed to loan money up to $100 billion. Now, this is a problem. Um, because of this, Silicon Valley Bank they didn't have any reserve requirement to uh, to handle this run, this bank run, classic bank run where people are scrambling to take money out of their account. There's the reserve requirement is zero percent, zero. So they didn't have that. Now, if the Fed all of a sudden decides to uh, raise the reserve requirement, well, what happens? Well, this is going to stunt economic growth because now the money supply isn't going to increase at the same rate. On top of that, there are high interest rates already, which is supposed to decrease the money supply. So it would be a, a, a double whammy effect of having higher interest rates, so less people are borrowing money, and then less money supply, uh, which would even further uh decline so that that would be like a death blow uh for our economy just absolutely crippling uh our ability to to grow so we can't so we're stuck in this catch-22 well banks don't have uh the ability to cover uh bank runs right now no bank does none not even bank of america has the ability to cover a bank run if it was as severe as the silicon valley one I also talked about how banks have, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands uh, of of loans, you know, maybe more of loans that have lower interest rates than what our current inflation rate is. So if they had to sell these these loans, they'd have to sell them at a discount, which would that's what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. So we're in a really really horrible situation uh, where we can't raise the reserve requirement uh, because it's going to kill economic growth. Uh, and, and so this, the, the uh, our system is built on this house of cards. So, so very delicate, so much depends on, on these banks, this, this concentration of wealth uh, and power, concentration of wealth and power. And who gets, who gets uh, who gets the the short end of the stick? Who gets screwed in the end? Well, it's not the big banks. Remember, in two thousand eight, uh, these banking officials they were getting golden parachutes. Now there is some regulations now and laws that were passed that will hold some of these executives accountable, but it's very difficult to prove. Uh, we just saw that uh, Silicon Valley Bank, the the uh, CEO, the president. He sold millions of dollars of shares in his bank in January. To me, it looks like he saw the writing on the wall that his bank was definitely going to fail. So he wanted to get out quickly as possible. And he claims, oh, no, this is for estate planning or whatever. The uh, same thing with the, the bank that uh, in, in Boston uh, that got bailed out by the big banks. He sold $4 million worth of shares. And his these guys saw the writing on the wall. This is just my opinion and how it appears i don't know if this is the case for sure maybe it is a state planning that all of a sudden they they sold these shares a few months before this uh, but it's incredibly difficult to prove how can you prove that i mean they are older 
the these these people who are running these banks. So it is plausible that it is for uh, you know estate planning and and such. Uh, so it's 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 very difficult to prove. So it's hard to hold these banking executives in catapult. You need to have a smoking gun, and uh, people are getting smarter and, and not putting stuff down in writing. Uh, you know, in, in these emails, you know, some people aren't, and those are the people who get caught. Uh, the, the ones who are a little bit smarter and say, okay, I'm not going to, you know, put anything down. They're not getting caught. Okay. So what is the solution? What, what can we do? All right. What, what we need is to decentralize the power of these banks. That's number one. Number two, we need to have a diverse set of opinions on where uh, the funding goes. Right now, it, there isn't. It's MBAs, uh, you know, coming from these elite schools. They're they're the ones that are 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 currently saying, okay, this is where money goes. Well, this is it's not a diverse opinion. Um, we need a, a large set of diverse opinions. It's got to be decentralized. Um, and number three. Uh, it needs to be independent. We can't have, you know, uh, someone over, you know, hanging over our head saying you need to do this. It, we have to have uh, uh, independent. It has to be free, uh, decided uh, uh, between each individual of of what happens uh, and where it goes. Okay. Um, now I'm not talking about crypto here. Uh, crypto. Is a whole nother story, um, and I guess the, the the problem with crypto is that if I asked you how much is a dollar worth, uh, you probably say, "Well, what someone would um, you know pay for a good or, or, or service for." Yeah, that's what a dollar's worth. But if I asked you what is Bitcoin's worth, you would probably say, "Oh, one Bitcoin's worth four thousand uh, dollars." Uh, you wouldn't say, well, whatever someone would pay a good in service for, for Bitcoin. So the, there's, it's just not there. We don't see it as, as money yet. Um, and maybe someday in the future, I think for sure someday in the future, uh, crypto will be a, 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 a source of money. We're not there yet. I can't tell you if it's going to be 10, 20, 100, 200 years from now when it will be. And will it be Bitcoin? Will it be some other one? It's kind of like trying to guess uh, which social media site in the early 2000s was going to happen. Is it going to be Facebook? Is it going to be MySpace? So crypto, this isn't the solution. It's it's too big of a problem for, for crypto to, to solve. Okay, so decentralized, diverse opinion, independent. Um, what are we going to do? Well, fortunately through technology and through a change in our uh our, our laws in 2015 um the private market was opened up to the general public okay so what's the private market the private market is where uh foundational wealth is built it's where the the rules of our economic markets are made this is how we develop uh, systems and, and structures for our our, uh, our financial markets. This is where we develop our corporations. It happens in the private market. 
And who gets to invest in the private market? Well, not a diverse set of opinion. Only 2% of US income earners, all right? Uh, these are called accredited investors. Only 2%, 98% of the US population is locked out of US income earners, 98% of US income earners, people who aren't making income, you know, they're, you know, locked out, obviously, as well. Um, but in 2015, the, this changed, it happened, uh, the general public is allowed to invest in the private market via crowdfunding. So, so this had completely changed the rules of the game. Um, and, and in order to have this independent, diverse opinion, decentralized, we need all 257 million adults in this country to be the banking system, to be the banking system. What does that mean? Well, uh, there, there's something called crowd lending. It's instead of uh, getting a loan from a bank, you can go to a crowd lending platform that offers a, 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 a medium where, uh, where consumers can borrow money directly from regular people. It's called peer-to-peer -peer lending. And, and this does a, a number of things. It, all of a sudden, you have this diverse opinions going out uh, of who gets money. Um, and, and who doesn't? So I think this person should get loan. This company should get loan. Maybe you think someone else should get this loan and someone else should get this money. And that's a good thing. Um, it's decentralized. Uh, no one's saying, oh, okay. Uh, there is no, like, I'm not getting all the wealth from it. Uh, like a, a bank does. We're all getting wealth from it. Um, it's, it's independent. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, a governing body uh, saying that this is what needs to happen. You, you, you're free to do to loan whoever you want to loan because you have these diverse opinions uh, and you have the ability to go ahead and loan money out. You can do however you see fit. There's no uh, reserve requirement going on. Um, it's a market-based redistribution of wealth. Uh, at this point, we have all the technology. We have even the laws. Uh, uh, we don't need politicians or, or regulations at this point. Um, there's no pressure for me to meet uh, 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 a quarterly earnings report. I don't have to be like, oh, I have shareholders who are want the increase in the share of their, their stock. I don't have that problem. I don't have this pressure to cut corners. I could loan money to regenerative uh, agriculture farms. I could loan money to communities. Uh, I can loan money to uh, just regular people who are looking to um, uh, consolidate their debt and, and, and give them a lower monthly payment. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, through crowd lending, we have the ability to actually be the change and, and there's no conflict that happens. And, and now when, when the people become crowd lending, now guess what? We are no longer reacting 
to the market. We're not like scrambling to take money out of one bank and putting into another. Instead, we're being proactive. And when we are proactive, the market now has to react to us. And when a market has to react to us, now they're now needing to, to, to put more uh, crowd lending platforms and to offer more loans to people uh, that, that, uh, that we want to lend to, to companies that we want to lend to, to communities that we want to lend to. The market now has to react to us. Uh, and and uh, this is why I, I, I love uh, crowd investing uh, and it, it does redistribute wealth, but it also redistributes power in the same way of uh, not one person or a few select MBAs from elite schools get to decide where the money goes. It, it's, it's up to us. We now have that power. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to reform our unjust financial system, uh, legally, ethically, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.